During the family service this, the first weekend in May, Reverend Tim talked about James, Jesus' younger brother. James the Less, as he's called in the Catholic and the Orthodox traditions. To distinguish him from James, the son of Zebedee and the brother of John, who some say wrote the fourth gospel and the book of Revelations. As Reverend Tim said, it's not a very flattering nickname. But in his lifetime, James had another nickname. He was James the Just. And he had a sterling reputation for piety, integrity, and wisdom. He wasn't less than anyone in the early church. But did you catch the, whose word was the final one on Paul's mission to the Gentiles? It wasn't Peter. It was James, brother of Jesus, who decided that Gentile converts didn't need to conform to all the Jewish laws. I will read it again. Therefore, I have reached the decision that we should not trouble those Gentiles who are turning to God, but we should write to them to abstain only from things polluted by idols and from fornication and from whatever has been strangled and from blood. And so it was. Peter was indeed the leader of the Twelve, of the Apostles, and he was considered a pillar of the church. But James led the church as a whole. Fifteen years later, Rome devastated Jerusalem, destroyed its temple, and slaughtered thousands of Christians and Jews. But because of James' decision, the churches in Antioch and Corinth in Ephesus and Philippi and in Rome itself survived and thrived. There would be no St. Paul's UCC without James' decision. James the less? I don't think so. And then we have the letter that James wrote to the 12 tribes of the diaspora, the letter of James in the, in the New Testament, the second passage that Tricia read to us. The most eloquent argument I have ever heard against the prosperity gospel and against the selfishness of those so-called Christians who endorse Donald Trump and all of his cruelty. Five simple words. Faith without works is dead. Today we'd probably say, walk your talk. I was shocked at how many of our church fathers wanted James' short letter excised from the Bible. St. Jerome, Martin Luther, who called it a, quote, letter of straw, unquote. The Calvinists, Presbyterians, and Puritans did excise it from their Bibles. German language Bibles demoted it to the end, along with the letter to the Hebrews, the letter of Jude, and the Revelations they call these books disputed. The best, best statement of faith I have ever read, and they wanted it tossed in the dumpster. So what happened to James? Neither Acts nor Paul say, but Flavius Josephus, the Judeo-Roman historian, does. In his book, The Antiquities of the Jews, Josephus writes, and I'll paraphrase it, 
because his language is rather obscure. In 62 AD, or in BCE to our thinking, Ananias was named high priest. He was the brother-in-law of Caiaphas and the son of another Ananias, both of whom played major roles in the death of Jesus 30 years before. Josephus calls this Ananias, quote, rash of temper and unusually daring. He rounded up all those he considered blasphemous and or critical of him and his family. They were probably the same thing to his way of thinking. He then convened a meeting of the Sanhedrin who obediently found them all guilty and ordered that they be stoned to death. One of those men was James. The city fathers were appalled. Um, they appealed to the king, Herod Agrippa, grandson of Herod of, you know, fame of Jesus' birth, and they said that Ananias had overstepped his authority. Agrippa agreed, and he deposed Ananias. He'd served as high priest for about three months, which was almost incredibly short reign. But James was dead, and his cousin Simeon was named leader in his place. Four years later, the Jews revolted from Roman rule, and the Jerusalem church was destroyed in the bloodbath that followed. Christianity's center shifted to what was then the heart of the ancient world, and that was Rome. James' leadership was ignored or downplayed, and thus has been forgotten. His name devolved from James the Just to James the Less. His doctrine of faith without works is dead became, you only need to believe, nothing else is necessary. Reverend Tim calls that, Tim, excuse me, Reverend Tim calls that cheap grace. And it's not true in many churches. It's certainly not true here at St. Paul's. We do believe that faith without works is dead, which is why I stay here and why I thank God for this church every day, every single day.